You're listening to Commissioning Conversations, the podcast brought to you by Broadcast Intelligence. Hi, and welcome to Commissioning Conversations. I'm Alice Redman, and it's just me today to introduce a really special episode of the podcast. This week, I was lucky enough to be joined by Kate Thomas, Jane Stanger, and Deborah Dunnett, who are from Channel 4's Features and Daytime team. Not only are they amazing commissioning editors, they also are commissioning editors based in the nations and regions. So they're doing a very important job of getting lots of out of London commissions through Channel 4's doors and onto your screens. We said a lot, we spoke a lot, so I think they don't need much more introduction. So let's have a listen to what they had to say. Hi everyone, thank you for joining me. So I wondered if we could start with everyone just introducing themselves and kind of what they cover in the Daytime and Features team and also, most importantly, where you're based. I'm Kate Thomas, Um, I'm based in the Bristol Hub and before I joined Channel 4 I spent 22 years working in production and development across Bristol and Wales and like the rest of the team I commission across everything so we don't particularly specialise, we all do features, we all do daytime, more for and e4. Jane Stanger. I'm a commissioner for daytime and features. As Kate said, we commission across everything. Prior to taking this job uh, about 18 months ago, I spent sort of 20 odd years as a freelance producer. And I'm Deborah and I'm also commissioning it. I'm based in the Glasgow office. Um, and actually before I was in this team, before I was commissioning, I was in Nations and Regions for Channel 4. So a lot of the indies across the UK would have known me from that position. Yeah, I'm now part of the Daytime and Features team with these guys. And it'd be great if we could maybe start by talking about you know, what what you're looking for in daytime and features at the moment what's the remit and what are you what are you looking for from producers so the good news is is that our team have actually put up an updated brief on the four producers website laying out what our needs are for features daytime more for an e4 if we sort of take a look at features our main focus for features is the 8pm slot what we want to do with the 8pm slot now is we want to be a lot cheekier than we have been in the last sort of 18 months at eight o'clock we want to do things that you wouldn't see anywhere else topics that you wouldn't see anywhere else Something that's different, slightly subversive, formats with an arresting top line. A really great example for us has been the sex education show. You know, that went out at eight. It isn't something that other people necessarily do at that time. I think that what's great about Channel 4 is that we're willing and we can sort of push the envelope and we want to push the envelope at eight o'clock. But things like that, things with a great title, things that grab your attention, it does what it says on the tin. That's really great for that slot for us. But like I say, we really want to refocus. We want to think about areas that we might not have been in before. And also, like I say, just being slightly more subversive, a sense of mischief. What's also really important for us is driving content to all four. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I would say is that to producers is when you're thinking about your idea or you're thinking about your format, you know, what is it about it that's going to immerse an audience, that's going to make one make them watch one episode and then go to all four and binge the whole lot because that's a really important priority for us. The various slots that we're looking to commission. So very, very quickly, it's sort of like Monday nights, we're looking for a half hour, which pairs with dispatches. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday and Sunday nights, there is room for 60 minute slots. Then in daytime, Basically, our daytime shows are stripped across the region. And what we look for in daytime is really broad appeal. The slots that we're mainly looking at is 4pm slots. 
that's an escapist of docs like Chateau DIY or A New Life in the Sun. So we're also looking to see what um, a strip formatted Whittle show would look at four o'clock, maybe in the property or food area. And then we've got the 5.30 slot. That's a 30 minute slot, which is paired with Come Dine With Me. And basically we're looking for a really great formatted idea. Those ideas tend to be simple, full of really, really big characters, have very, very mischievous and cheeky in tone. That's just a sort of like... Uh, uh, an overview and like I say the new brief is actually live on the four producers website so I really would recommend people to actually just take the time to sort of go there read that we've overhauled it we've really tried to sort of help producers and really point them in the direction of where we want to go sounds great I mean do you guys have anything else to add about what you're specifically looking for maybe I think people might think it's a bit of a step change because I mean, I personally think during COVID, during lockdown, you know, you'll see from our slate, there's lots of lovely, lovely backdrops on our slate and, you know, travelogues or, you know, things that people can escape into and quite rightly so because that's what the audience needed. And some of them will be coming back because they're bigger than just a lockdown show. But I think it's about rebalancing the slate now, getting back to some more of those sort of textbook channel four values that we all, you know, we all love. And, you know, things like in daytime, you know, I always look at Drawers Off as having a particular kind of mischief and you know you know as well at half past five the kind of humor that you're going to get but I think at eight o'clock we're looking for a bit more of that now which is exciting do you know what I mean I mean like in features your job is still to do heavy lifting you still want bums on seats but you know when you get a title that's got a bit of naughtiness to it or you know a top line or something that's going to happen in the first five minutes where you think yeah that's fresh that's that's exciting and you know you want to take it to routine with Ian because it just feels like you've moved on so that's what I think is exciting about the new brief also I know Jane didn't want to go through absolutely everything but we've also got a more four brief quite a detailed one and an e4 brief on the four producers page so people just need to go and take a look because it is really up to date other commissioning websites available commissioner index um <laughs> <laughs> you've all got lovely profiles on the commissioner index as well so people yeah. can so check yeah. those out so obviously the department slightly changed a bit in March with you know Joe taking on features and daytime and I know you've kind of said you've come together you cover daytime and features so has it meant anything different for how you commission in your individual remits for me yes I left behind the fact end team I used to pitch into ALF as well as into Sarah Lazenby and so I left behind fact end and then I now have daytime added to that features brief and then for Jane and Kate it was a case of adding features to their daytime brief and then for Clem who's our colleague in London she also inherited daytime on top of her features brief so we've all had a bit of a uh, bit of a change to what we do but actually in the end we all commission into the same things and what I really love about our team is that essentially means we've got all of our daytime slots to pitch into all of the peak time slots to pitch into and e4 and more for so other than the news there's you know we've got a world of opportunity so it's actually it's a really nice place to be we, we have actually got the biggest kind of slate and the biggest spend of any team in the channel, which is obviously quite awesome. Yeah, particularly when you're handing a lot of it out to the nations and regions. Region, it's really, it's yeah. really nice. It's a sort of really direct route to market, I think. It's mm. been lovely. And um, also when I heard your, I think there was a briefing day a little while ago and I was listening in on it for, for the Commissioner Index profiles, you know, I think you said a really nice thing about the difference between fact tent and features. And I think for anyone that wants to know, it'd be nice if we could go over that because I think it was a really nice distinction that I, a lot of people do get confused about what's fact tent and what should go to features. Yeah, and lots of like bro different broadcasters use fact tent to say different things. But I think on our team, we would say that fact tent is people first and features as sort of topic or subject first mm. and I do think even if we're at 8pm 
totally escaping into something you should still be inspired or you should still learn something Clem put it sort of quite well with fact tent is watching people do things and features is where we tell you how to do things and I think the one thing that we all sort of think like I said there's we do some beautiful escapist stuff but a lot of the time one of the questions that we ask when we talk about ideas is what's the takeout for this yeah takeout's really important especially in daytime you know it's absolutely essential that there's loads and loads of takeout hits throughout the app is there a um, key difference that you think producers coming to you should know that establishes daytime as something different to features or are you kind of accepting general ideas and then you'll think about how that could be daytime or how that could be features? I mean, I, I don't know, Kate, um, would you agree with sort of like volume is one thing? Yeah. I think when you think about an idea, can you really, can one, can you see it stripped over the week? So do I want to visit this Monday to Friday? And two, is it a story engine or characters that can generate, you know, multiple episodes? I think that's um, that's that's a massive thing. Yeah, totally. It, it, it is it's all about volume, but also everything's got to be broad, but daytime has to be, you know, very, very broad. Broad appeal is absolutely essential. You have to be able to imagine, you know, three generations sitting down and watching a show together. So... Obviously, you are all based in the Nations and Regions. Your Nations and Regions commissioners, part of your remit is to commission outside of London. And I just wondered how, if any, if in any way at all, is it any different or the same as commissioning from London? All of our remits are the same, basically. So all Channel 4's commissioning editors all commission at, from the whole of the UK. I think what we bring is our, our kind of local knowledge. I think we, we can just bring a different flavour because, you know, as I said earlier, I've, I worked across Bristol and Wales for 22 years before I joined Channel 4. So obviously I already have the knowledge of those indies. I've worked for some of them and I have really trusting relationships with them. And therefore I have a very strong sense that I know that they can deliver. So I think that us physically, being based in you know I'm in Bristol Deb's in Glasgow Jane's in Leeds I think that means that we just do have longer standing established relationships with suppliers already and I think that's why we've we've all ended up commissioning a lot in the nations and regions because we really we know that those indies can deliver yeah and do you think you 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 guys being embedded is definitely adding something to nations and regions commissioning I mean, I saw the difference immediately when I started, you know, I had um, my first commission was an email that within two hours was a paid development that within 10 days was a commission and the paid development was to shoot a taster and deliver it. This was from a producer who'd not been commissioned as an indie by Channel 4 previously, you know, knew me because we're part of the community here. You know, it's the same with um, Spring at Jimmy's Farm, you know, lockdown hit. I realised everyone was going to be <laughs> stuck inside and missing spring. So putting a call to Red Sky, who, you know know very well and I think Jimmy's farm was commissioned about a week later look you know good good ideas are good ideas we all know that it's all about the idea but I think to me that's representative of just how much more straightforward it is when you're part of the community and you know people you can go in and pitch you know you know we're sort of like we're on their doorsteps aren't we I guess what I'm getting at is there's an expediency there isn't there when you know when you're based here but you've got a direct route to you know to the decision making you can just crack on yeah. And I feel what, you know, something that really resonates for me being in Leeds is, you know, our sort of flagship daily show for daytime, which is Steph's Pat Lunch. I'm pretty sure it's probably one of the biggest, if not the only, daily live show, 100 minutes a day, coming from our Leeds Doc studio. Would that have happened had Channel 4 not sort of like had its regional HQ up, up in Leeds? Um, I mean, that's massive. And, and again, for that... 
we're really representative across all the regions for that. We have sort of so many voices. But I think that the Steph's pattern, which is a really great example of what happens when you move out and you move into the regions. Yeah, and I think it's also worth saying that, like, although we're in specific regions or we are based in certain cities, like I've got a series starting next week from a Northern Irish indie. We've I've got a pilot coming up with a, another Northern Irish indie. So it's not it's not that we strictly commission from our own backyard. Of course, we know them and we might have grown up with them, but we do cover the wider nations and regions as well. Also, I think because also it's just about maybe a mindset. You understand what the challenges of regional production are. You understand what it's like to sort of feel like previously you were on the back foot. So when you understand that, you can work with those indies to overcome those challenges, I think. And I think we also understand how important the, the kind of returnability of, of ideas is. You know, it's, you know, what I've been doing is commissioning in Wales series that have longevity and, you know, massively high volume. So Great has giveaway. We, re, we did a series two and series three recommission. That's 60 eps across daytime and peak. You know, that's a pipeline of work and investment in Wales. that's going to go on for years. I mean, it's just one of BAFTA, you know, it's not going anywhere. And I've commissioned four other series out of Wales. I'm looking after this year and three of those have returnable potential as well plus one out of Bristol too so I, I just think that that the, the, the kind of all for all the UK strategy and the bases are really paying off but they're going to pay off long term it's uh-huh. not just going to be the odd one off or you know we, we do something and then we're gone these these long-running established returnable formats they are going to be providing that pipeline of work that indies and nations and regions have always wanted so it's working basically yeah it's definitely working we've got a stat here that in 2020 you were at 47 percent of content was from outside of London so does it is it looking likely that you might hit the 50 this year do you think yes definitely so basically Ofcom set us a target of um 35 percent out of London then Channel 4 set set their own more ambitious um target of 50 percent and we're basically on track to hit that early and we're not going to stop there that's the floor not a ceiling you know we're going to crack on we're not going to get complacent and this might be a bit more of a kind of personally question why do you each think that nations and regions commissioning is so important why is it so important that you are able to be based where you are instead of in a London HQ you know getting the train to Bristol or to anywhere all around the country why is it so important that you are where you are because our audience is all over the country and we have it's our job to reflect our entire audience not just people you know live in London or at all the M25 you know it's not it's our job it's our responsibility to give all of our audience what they want and to reflect all of them back at themselves you know and that you can't avoid the personal side of it as well I mean I grew up in a nuclear mm. town on the far north, co- north coast of Scotland that looks like something out of the Simpsons and Channel 4 was my safe space from the age of 15 and you know if you'd said to me back then that there would have been an opportunity for somebody like me to be in a commissioning role. Well, A, I wouldn't have known what commissioning was, but you know, <laughs> it's just like, I think culturally it's important for people to have it on their horizons, for it not to be something that you have. Mm. You know, when I was younger, you had to have money to live in London. I'm pretty sure you still have to have money to live <laughs> in London now. That removal of that two-tier system, I just think obviously easy for me to say, like I sound like I'm sort of sound piece for Channel 4, but I just think it's so important. It is, it is. And, and, and the feedback, I mean, the, for me personally, the feedback that I've got, from Indies has been amazing. You know, the fact that, that people don't have to get on a train 
to come to London for one meeting and they can have, you know, regular meetings where, again, you know, you get to know them, you get, you know, you can work with them, you know what they're capable of, you know that they can do these commissions, it's massive. And like you say, you know, it's also what it does in terms of the commissions that we're getting and those sort of volume returnable pipelines is it's now creating, helping create an even bigger talent base and speaking to what you said, Deborah, you know, not everybody wants to or can move to London to pursue that career and I think that what what we've done here in Channel 4 is really make people feel that like what once didn't feel like an option is becoming an option. Yeah I mean I, I don't think if you if you want to become a runner now in telly how do you live in London? Yeah. So if there aren't jobs in Cardiff and Crickieth which is where Great House is based <laughs> and Manchester and all over the country you can't get into telly if you can't if you haven't got any money so how can our workforce possibly be inclusive and diverse if if, if you haven't got bases around the UK? You know? I think what you know what's great as well is it's not just commissioning in Leeds you know we've got roles right across the business but we've also got head of sport head of drama head of four studios so you know we've got we've we've got we've got heads of departments that are based in Leeds they're not just sort of like we're not just satellite we satellite out outposts no i knew exactly yeah. what you meant there it's yeah, exactly no. that like you know it's not it's not the regional branch if you yeah. like and then everything's still you know massively filtered through a london lens i mean i just don't know who else would have put tb on the prime time channel for because if you're from no oh, jane's jane's cheering there because if you're from up north you know what tb is but uh, you know defy anyone i thought of that a wee while ago but it's just it, it just doesn't it brings such a different flavor and mm. rightly so yeah i think it's a really important time to kind of highlight how important Channel 4 Nations Regions Commissioning is with the background of the potential privatisation going on. I think it's something that's really benefited the community. And, you know, I personally, I wanted to be a TV runner and I couldn't afford it and I had to do other things for a long time. So, yeah, well, I'm I'm glad you think it. Yeah, I'm glad you agree it's important because it's easy for us to say so, isn't it, in a way? As in, I still think of myself as the person growing up in telly, not the Channel 4, you know, commissioner. Like I was 20 years in Glasgow, Manchester, London, Edinburgh, you know, before I before I landed back here. And even when I first started here, the opportunity was very, very limited outside of the BBC and a little known show called Location, Location, Location with Phil and Kirsty. And then 20 years later, it's all come full circle. I now get to look after that. But in that time, the industry here has grown exponentially. And to the point where, you know, when I was back SPing and execing, we we were running out of freelancers then. I used to go into universities and teach people how to make my shows, give them the Bibles, give them the scripts and all the rest of it, because we were growing at such a, a rate that we needed to go out there and bring more people in. And how great is that to say? You know, that's that's brilliant. That we would have all grown up in uni when they used to say, you'll never get a you know, that that's not possible. You can't get a job in journalism or telly or that's a pipe dream. And now we're like begging for people to come into the industry. Well and I think we've got we've got really great schemes at the moment that are really kind of uh, accelerating all of that you know change and and, and and providing all those jobs in the nations and regions like I've got two commissions with indies that are on the indie accelerator scheme one with Uplands in Bristol which hasn't been announced yet so I can't tell you about it and one with Cardiff Productions in Wales which is Remarkable Rivers with Richard Hammond for more for so I think that that as well as the Emerging Indie Fund which Quarrel and Great House are part of um, and I know I know Jane's got indies that are part of it as well you know those schemes are kind of boosting everything as well so it's not just our presence in the nations and regions it's the great kind of schemes and the funding that Channel 4 are putting into to training and, and initiatives and it's all kind of working together there's a nice synergy and the results are just fantastic. And um, I suppose you've spoken a lot about your remit and why you guys are so important but if anyone is listening and thinks they've got a 
got a great idea that they'd like to get in touch with you guys about how how would you like to be pitched and what format do you like things in I think that being pitched over email is fine. I think the thing that we are looking for, though, is because we commission into various daytime features more for, we're sort of looking for more than a top line, uh, I would say. We're looking for, you know, a real idea that you've got a sense of what that idea is, where you expect it to play, what slot that you're pitching it into. And I think in the first instance, getting in touch with email is, is key. Yeah, we've kind of slightly changed the way we work quite recently actually and that we're not we're doing a lot less kind of um speculative pitch meetings because we we, we just were wearing ourselves too thin and, and you know you need proper headspace to consider ideas so what we, what we're asking people to do now and I'm being quite firm about it is to email ideas first and then when we've got an idea that we really like then we set up the meeting and I'm also being quite strict about asking people to only send their kind of one or two best ideas and not just send a long list of 10 in the hope that one of them sticks because you know the chances are you'll look at an email with 10 ideas and then go I haven't got time to look at that now and, and the email gets closed again whereas if you just send one idea we'll probably look at it on the spot you know or, or that day you know so I think we're being a bit more kind of streamlined and a little bit stricter which I think is not just a benefit to us in terms of time management I think it's a benefit to the indies because mm. You know, it wastes it wastes a lot of people's time when people do numbers pitching where they're just chucking ideas at you. I think I think you know we're trying to encourage every, we're being more focused and we're trying to encourage everyone else to be more focused. Because we do as a team get through our ideas at a rate of knots. So I've had instances when I was taking meetings where I had to say to people, if you just emailed instead of waiting for the meeting, you would have been front of the queue. But unfortunately, we put something into development literally a week ago or two days ago. So so yeah, like I think it's also about just if you if you wait you could be overtaken we are we are quite an efficient team so i just think get it in get it in and let us read it and let us make a decision on it all those emails that sounds amazing kind of just to wrap us all up i wondered if you could let me know something that you've been watching at the moment that you really like that you would maybe you would steal it for your own slate or maybe just think really good that you wanted to shout about what have you been watching at the minute i'm watching uh, series two of this way up just because I'm in real light relief mode at the moment. I just don't want to watch anything. I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm still in COVID mode. I still want, you know, funny stuff, you know, comforting stuff. So yeah, this way up. Uh, I love a bit of reality. So I think Love Island are uh, doing exceptionally well this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've got an appointment to view uh, every evening with Love Island. <laughs> In my version of escapism, slightly dark because I love a Law and Order Special Victims Unit. <laughs> that's my, that's my EPG. These guys know I'm really tragic about things like that and NCIS. But I think it's because like I watch so much other features that it it, it unfortunately becomes like homework. Mm-hmm. You know, like I love Your Garden Made Perfect, for example. Like you know, but you can't help but watch that and think mm. <laughs> 8 p.m. So yeah, I like to disappear into dark crime. sounds like a great three shows so yeah thank you so much for joining me today thank you for having us it's been a a real pleasure so that was a lot of fun I had so much fun speaking to everyone so just to round us up if you are interested in coming on the podcast to chat with us or want any more information about becoming a member of the Commissioner Index we would love to speak to you you can drop us a line at info at broadcastintel.com or to myself or my co-host who's normally here Heather Fallon we are both firstname.lastname at broadcastnow.co.uk we genuinely love getting your emails so thanks very much for everyone who's ever sent one we'll be back soon with more but until then thank you so much for listening and thank you so much to the channel 4 team for joining me bye
Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with more, but in the meantime, don't forget to check out all the latest commissioning briefs and programme green lights at broadcastintel.com. <laughs>